St. John. Welcome to the Post Sermon Podcast. I am Deacon Estelia, and with me today is Pastor Adam. Hey, Deaconess. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Lent is almost over. Can you believe it? It's gone by fast. Yep. So we are talking about your Wednesday midweek service. This shortest book of the Bible that you're on for this week is... The second shortest. The, yeah. the second shortest, though, I don't know. It looks... It's second and third John look alleg- pretty close. Allegedly, it's by word count, not by verses, and it's word count in the Greek. Allegedly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What's the difference in word count? I don't know. Google. That, that's how I figured it out <laughs> the first time we figured had this uh, sermon series. Okay, so second shortest book in the Bible is Second John. So can you give us just a brief summary of what Second John is about? Yep, it is a letter and a very brief one uh, between uh, John and, as it's referred to as, the chosen lady or the elect lady. And, well, who is this person? And you get some... Uh, clue at the end of the letter when he says the children of your elect sister greet you and it is most likely he's just referring to congregations and so uh, sometimes when I have like a visiting pastor from another church they might say I bring you greetings from you know the church that this pastor serves at and uh, we think of churches as uh, um, we use you know the feminine uh, pronoun in reference to sister congregations or this sort of thing you know the church is the bride of Christ um, and so he's writing to another church and kind of using a little bit of a coded language there. And how do we for sure know it's John that's writing it? That's a good question. Because I know First John, we definitely have very similar language in the first chapter as to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. So I don't know. I'm uh, just curious how these three letters were grouped together and how we know they're all John. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And... We don't exactly know. This is something we just kind of inherited from tradition, and hey, it's ascribed to John. And so that's totally fair, and that's part of the reason why this uh, book has a bit of a different standing within the canon, just because of authorship questions. Uh, but it seems likely that it's uh, John the Apostle, and some have even wondered if this is like the cover letter to the book of First John. There was some thought about that too, which is interesting. That is interesting. All right, so let's talk about your sermon. What was the central teaching of it? Jesus Christ remains the source of truth and love. So you started out your sermon saying how you felt sad. Yes. I mean, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said I'm feeling sad, right? And then yeah, I started yeah, out. Yeah. I was wondering if I should have like ones like hospital charts. You like you draw which which frowny face you are. But yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I started talking about how I was feeling sad. Yeah, and I, I know at least personally that got my attention. I sometimes will talk about your sermon beforehand, but um, at least this time, I didn't really, I don't think you talked, well, I think the last time we talked, you weren't sure what you were going to write about, so I all I knew it was Second John, so that definitely took me by surprise, and you, then the story you talked about with um, this podcast that you listened to, and you found out that one of the hosts is no longer a Christian, uh, was definitely a story that kind of stuck with me. Can you tell me just your thinking behind why you included that story to start off your sermon? I was trying to think through how do I convey these themes of Second John in a Wednesday sermon, which tends to be a little briefer, and to make them relatable to us. A lot of this idea stems from looking at Second John and letting the text speak and just seeing how 
The themes of truth and love are there and rooted in Christ, but also John's cautioning against there are those who will deceive and who will direct us away from Christ and John's warnings against such people. And so how to, how to connect that to my hearers, you know, we could talk about, you know, their family members we have, they're left the faith or, you know, you know, there's someone in the church who over time moves away from Christ, the source of truth and love. And so how to, how to do that. And I thought this, uh, this podcaster that I listened to who has moved away from the Christian faith and how that affected me. And I, I like the language of the distance of it because it's through a podcast. You know, this person doesn't know me. You know, John has distance here with the people that he's writing to. And I, I just thought there was some interesting parallels with that and just kind of the helplessness we might feel in a situation like this because I, I can't really do anything about this person who's left the faith. You know, I guess I could write an email, but, you know, I, I don't have that relationship there. Yeah, I think that story did a really good job of, um, I like what you said about the, about John and his distance with this congregation and um, also just, just that, um, I guess, warning from John just to watch ourselves, right, and to abide in the teaching of Christ and um, I guess kind of thinking back to your example, just uh, it's kind of a, a sobering reminder to us that uh, just how important this is, right? To just remain in Christ, which of course we know on our own we cannot do, that that's our Lord by the Spirit keeping us in the faith. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ remains the source of truth and love, and still there are those who will not confess that with, with their lips, though, the coming of Christ in the flesh, as, as John says in Second John. Uh, there are those who will uh, not head towards truth and love, but away from it. And as upsetting or illogical or whatever other words you want to use for it, it happens. And in the midst of that, not to lose heart in the one who is truth and love for us, and that's Christ. And just to clarify, that was your problem in the sermon, was was when we see people or even ourselves can wander from Christ? No, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I think the problem is especially just our experiencing those around us who go away from the faith. Because again, John's not writing to like the one who has left the faith. He's writing to brothers and sisters. He's writing to another congregation of Christians who are experiencing those who are walking away. And gotcha. and, and, so th and that's why I thought the podcast story was a good example because that person's not here, but rather who am I preaching to? I'm preaching to brothers and sisters in this congregation who are here on a Lent Wednesday to hear of Christ. And, and I was trying to... Um, and I was trying to honor what John is doing in the letter by how I went about the sermon and how I went about the story. And that's why I didn't want to turn uh, the, the sermon into like a bully pulpit. And I don't want to turn this podcast into a, a bully podcast either. Yeah, we, right before we recorded, we were talking about, or well, you just let me know you weren't going to say, you know, the name or, or the podcast, right? That if anyone was curious, they could always talk to you one-on-one, -on -one, but this wasn't really the platform to say the person's name and throw them under the bus and all that yeah yeah I, I'd be glad to kind of talk through it and share and that sort of thing but I just I don't think that's the purpose of the podcast and nor the purpose of the sermon nor the purpose of second John but rather to encourage us towards Christ who is he is truth he is love be mindful that there are those who will, will look to deceive away from Christ so tell us about the placement of the sermon um, within the church here now that we are or this is Lent 4. Mm -hmm. So what 
so tell us about that. Like, did that come through your, or did you have, um, that thought as you were writing, like, how can I, um, incorporate this into the Lenten season? Oh, uh, that, that's totally fair. Um, when we head through Holy Week, we are going to have everyone who will fall away from Christ. It's not just the leadership who's going to be uh, rejecting Jesus. The crowds will turn. Even the disciples will fall away. And it's just Christ alone. And um, as the church today, on this side of cross and resurrection, some of it is not to be surprised when, when, those, when there are those that do fall away or do turn their back, or um, were never in the faith, but still reject it. And I think just knowing that we are going to go through the, the story of Holy Week once again, uh, these themes are certainly there. I got one more thing. Um, I like how John brings his letter to the close, and he says, hey, there's more I could write about, but I'm not going to use paper and ink here. I'm going to wait till I talk to you face to face. And I just appreciate how the Christian faith is embodied and the faith is in person. And uh, John, who is so visceral in his gospel of the, of the risen Christ, you know, Thomas, put your hand in my side, you know, put, you know, put your hands here, see my wounds. I think of the opening words of, of first John. Let me go ahead and pull those up here. Opening words of first John, just notice how uh, face to face John speaks of Jesus. This is so good. It just starts like in the middle of a thought that uh, which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. And you hear some familiar phrases here, like from Second John, and the Christian faith is in person. It is face-to-face because the faith brings us to Christ. And this is, you know, we can jump into the Lord's Supper talk and how important it is to have uh, the supper and for us to gather together in person and uh, the Christian faith is embodied. And I think there's a lot that we can speak to that. And, and I love how, you know, John's like, hey, I could write this out. I'd rather just see you and then our joy will be complete together. Well, thank you, Pastor. This wraps up the discussion for today. Thank you for listening to to this episode. In case you missed the sermon or you'd like to listen to it again, the link to the sermons in the show notes. And of course, you can find it on our church website, stjohndublin.org. And if you, the listener, would like to submit a question about a sermon, please email us at podcast at stjohndublin.org. Thank you, Pastor, for joining me and for feeding us the word this week. Yeah, thanks, Deaconess. And let me throw one last uh, maybe thought out there. You asked, like, you know, did John write Second John? And I think so, sure. What's kind of fun to think of is you have the Gospel of John, you have 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and you have Revelation. And my <laughs> yeah. guess is we just think that they were written in that order, just kind of how they're arranged in the New Testament. There's a lively discussion of well, which came first. And so maybe that'd be fun for our hearers to consider of 
which uh, which of those books did John write? You're going to leave us on a cliffhanger. What do people say? Well, I, I mean, I don't have an answer. There's just oh, okay. you know, all I can do is have thoughts. <laughs> but I think there's something you know something to ponder was was Revelation, John's first writing. It was his gospel, the last thing he wrote, or some other arrangement. Oh, so. that's so interesting. Yeah, because you yeah. normally just think of it in a particular order. Yeah, so yeah. have fun uh, <laughs> reading your uh, books written by John and have fun on Google, everyone, as you figure <laughs> this out. So let us know. All right, you guys, take care. Bye. Bye.